Hey friends, welcome to a bonus episode of Motherhood in Hollywood. My guest today is Ashley Tisdale, Harlan Williams, and Eric Rogers. They are talking to me about their brand new Netflix show from video game company Activation Blizzard called Skylanders Academy. I was treated to a very special screening at the London West Hollywood a few weeks ago, and I can tell you, this show is so much fun. You haven't ever seen anything like it. It's an unusual world uh, mixed with a little Harry Potter, a little Futurama humor. And um, I know that might sound different and, and wonderful. And you'll find out why in just a minute as I interview Eric Rogers, who is the showrunner for Skylanders Academy, and also Ashley Tisdale, who is one of the voices of the characters in the show, as well as Harlan Williams, who is one of the voices of the characters in the show. Uh, It was such a pleasure to get to speak with them, and now I'm very excited to share those interviews with you. Here you go. So what made you decide to go back in and do another uh, voiceover show or another animated character? I've been doing animation since I was like 10 years old. Um, So I'm constantly doing something in the animation space uh, just because I really I love it I think it's like honestly one of the best jobs you could do because you get to just be in your sweats or like wherever as Harlan likes to say he likes to do it naked so (laughs) (laughs) you could really record anywhere and um, and I just have always loved playing kind of crazy expressive you know characters and with animation you can do that So um, Phineas and Ferb obviously was my longest show so far. I did that for nine years. But, I mean, I've done Family Guy. um, I've done, uh, I mean, tons of animated movies. And, yeah, it's just something I really love to do. And this one, Skylanders, just is really awesome and cool because of, you know, just the amazing cast that's involved. And, obviously, also our showrunner, Eric. I'm a huge fan of Futurama. So, it's just been really cool to just work, you know, alongside all of these uh, talented people. Now, one thing that I thought was uh, really cool and that stood out for me is I have a little girl. She's three and a half. And you play such a wonderfully strong female character. Was that something that was important to you as well? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's one of the things that I completely love about her is that she's just this kind of badass character and you know she can do you know whatever you know everything that the guys can do um but she also really knows who she is and she knows what she's you know not great at and what she can you know work on so um i definitely think i mean she's just a cool character and i get to kind of use like a more like you know tougher you know i have to be a ninja warrior so it's like all these kind of cool little like fight scenes and um Obviously, in live action, I've never done anything like that, so it's really kind of cool to be able to do that in animation. Is that something you want to do in live action? Would you like to do action? I mean, <laughs> I definitely, I mean, I would love to do live action uh, um, action films. That'd be awesome. I mean, I just don't know if I, I mean, I kind of did a little bit, like, a, like it was a family movie, but I did... Um, in this movie that was a long time ago, Aliens in the Attic, we had to like fight aliens. So that was pretty funny and crazy. But um, I would love to kind of do a character like that. Uh, I think it's just going to take people a minute to see me do that. <laughs> because, uh, you know, I'm pretty petite. I'm kind of tiny. But I think it could be really cool. I'm totally different. Um, I When I told my friends I was going to be interviewing you today, of course, everybody yelled, Sharpay! Um, do you still get that a lot? Do people just yell Sharpay at you when you're walking down the street? <laughs> um, I definitely, I mean, 
They don't say Sharpay. They usually say Ashley. So um, that's cool. But there has been a couple times where I have a makeup line and I was doing a meet and greet at Tilly's because they sell my makeup line. And um, a couple of the girls were like, can you find Sharpay on my Illuminate by Ashley? And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, but they, it's, I mean, it's such a, you know, great character and it was such a great movie. So um, I don't mind it. Now, um, you just celebrated your two-year wedding anniversary, is that correct? Um, I did in September, yeah. Yeah, in September. Well, congratulations on that. And I know um, Harland asked earlier if you have any kids. Do you do you get asked a lot if you're planning a family, or do you feel any pressure at all to, um, to do that? Or are you just kind of like, whatever, I'll do it when I'm ready, or if I want to do it at all? Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't feel any pressure. I, I feel like, you know, when it happens, it'll happen. We're not in any rush, and I'm still pretty young, so I just, um, you know, I just I just don't think I am ready, and nor we just want to kind of, like, be together for, you know, a minute and really just be in the marriage. Um, you know, I feel like it's great to just be able to experience that, and then, you know, because I know kids are going to change things, like, just in, like, everyday life, you know? So yeah, it's like, I'm just true. not ready. Like, I love having a niece because at the end of the day, I'm like, here, Jen, to my sister. So, um, but, I mean, you know, kids are really great. So Yeah, that's true. And it, it totally does change things, that's for sure. Um, and I saw that Skylanders Academy already got picked up for a second season. Congratulations on that. In addition to Skylanders Academy, what else do you have on the horizon? I know you've been doing a lot of producing. Um, are there any plans for any more music coming your way? Yeah, I mean, I've just been developing a lot at my production company. Um, and uh, And then I just relaunched my YouTube channel. And I actually covered the song Still Into You by Paramore with my husband and just the, um, I guess like the reaction was pretty crazy. I I know my fans have been wanting music from me again and I just haven't, um, you know, I've been in and out of the studio and I haven't like actually gone full into like recording an album, but seeing the reaction of just that coming out, I think it's like gotten a million views at this point. Yeah. Um, definitely has made me realize like they really, really love when I do music. So, um, you know, I think with my, with my YouTube channel, I will definitely be doing more of that and maybe kind of, I think the hardest part for me is just finding the sound of what I want to come back out with. And that's just been really kind of hard, but I think with, uh, you know, with playing around with things on my YouTube channel, maybe I organically find where I want to go. Um, but obviously I have my makeup line and I'm doing, um, I'm creative director of Signorelli clothing line. So I, I'm always busy doing stuff and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I have on the horizon right now. Well, congratulations again on Skylanders Academy. Anything else you want your fans to know about this show or what they can expect from you? I mean, I think obviously it's just such a fun world and, um, you know, the, the animation itself is amazing and just really beautiful and the cast is so talented. Um, I'm excited to see like how they, you know, if they, you know, how they binge watch this show and, and I'm excited to see the reaction. So that was Ashley Tisdale who plays Stealth Elf in the new Skylanders Academy on Netflix out October 28th. Now I want to share my interview with you with Harland Williams, the very funny actor and comedian. We joked about Olive Garden and um, some other silly things. But here he is talking about his experience playing Hugo on Skylanders Academy. Tell me about this experience for you. How is it different? 
Uh, it's it's cool because I'm I'm playing a character in a world full of kind of macho, energetic superhero types. I play kind of the nerdy little nebbishy little kind of uh, you know underling type of guy, and it, it's just it's fun to be kind of an, an outcast oddball in this in this animated world they've created. And what is your character's name and what are his, I don't want to say superpowers, but maybe is that the right term? No, that's the thing. Everyone else seems to have superpowers, but Hugo's actually, he's more, you know, if, if I'm kind of painting a picture for it, picture Skylanders Academy with all these macho superheroes, he's the accountant. <laughs> he's, he's a little brown mole with, with bottle, Coke bottle glasses, and he kind of talks like this, and he's he's very, you know, he's very kind of gentle, but his, his, his kind of superpower is his brain. He's kind of the guy that, you know, kind of organizes and keeps the academy running to a degree, so... Yeah. Now you, um, did you start off in voiceover or did you start off in acting? Because I know you have a, a long history with improv yeah. and comedy and that sort of thing. Was acting more your first love or did yeah, you, you kind of fell into voiceover? Yeah, uh, I, I, I was just kind of asked to do some voices one day and I, I thought, oh, this is fun. And it just, the bandwagon just kind of kept on rolling. Yeah. So... And then, did I also read you have a podcast? Are you still doing your podcast? Yeah, the Harland Highway. It's uh -huh. uh, twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. And uh, it's just crazy stories and rantings and just mostly comedy. So if you want to hear it, it's called the Harland Highway. There's something very freeing about doing a podcast, yeah. especially because it's yours. You have control over it. You do it whenever you want. Yes. That's why I like doing mine. Yeah. Um, are you going to be... Um, creating any of your own projects in terms of shows or anything else like that you what's what's in the works for you yes i have a uh, new show that i sold to walt disney that's coming out next year the uh, walt disney the walt disney <laughs> himself i'm having lunch with him at olive garden in half back. an hour oh he's wonderful <laughs> Um, yeah, the show's called Puppy Dog Pals, mm -hmm. and it's going to be premiering next summer, 2017, on Disney Junior. Great. And it's about two little pug puppies named Rolly and Bingo, and it's just about their adventures all over the world, two little pug buddies and all their little neighborhood pals. And uh, it's uh, it's really great. We're at 50, we're doing 50 episodes, and... We're up and running, and it's it's looking amazing, and uh, it's going to be really fun. So look for Puppy Dog Pals. Now, do you have kids? I do not have kids. Yeah. No, no. You do think you have such a, um, I don't want to say childlike sense of humor, because that's not. <laughs> that's a, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't dispute that. No, It I, sounds derogatory, it but I don't no, mean for it's it to true. It, you have a very um, youthful sense of humor. Yes, and so it made sure. me wonder if you had kids in your life that you kind of, um, that appeal this kind of a humor appeals to them or are you just a big child <laughs> i'm a i'm a bit of a big kid but i would have kids i would have you know if, if i found the right lady oh yeah right. if, if i can you know ladies, ladies if you're listening <laughs> hello uh olive garden for lunch on me hello um, olive garden is amazing you say that like maybe it's not amazing but it's amazing is it amazing i've never been <laughs> you've never been to olive garden well yeah can't go to olive garden when you're at martin's steakhouse no. all the time hello. Hello, ladies. Oh. <laughs> no, but I would love to have kids one day. But that's the fun of doing animation. That's the fun of creating puppy dog pals. I also have a you know a bunch of children's books I've written and illustrated mm -hmm. over the years, and 
And, you know, it lets you think like a kid. And I think a lot of people, as they get older, as they become adults, they kind of forget that part of their brain. Mm -hmm. And doing this kind of stuff, like the voice work and just reading the scripts and and creating content for kids lets you, you obviously have to think like a kid. And so it, I think it keeps you young. I think it, it keeps you happy and it, it's really cool. So maybe one day I will have kids and I can test all my... All your nutty, jokes. Yeah, all my <laughs> jokes and all my nutty ideas on them. But for now, maybe, I'll just Maybe the do Olive Garden it. joke, no. <laughs> the Olive Garden. Oh, they, they're not good. My kids aren't good enough for Olive Garden. Oh, dear. They'll get Arby's and they'll be happy. All right, see, there's another one. Yeah. All the good stuff. Arby's. You're just, no. And they're not even going to go inside, my kids. They get drive through until they prove to Daddy that they can make them some money. And, you right. Know. Yeah. Well, anything else you want um, your fans to know about this show, about Skylanders Academy and your part in it? I would just say watch it because it, it's such a, you know, outside of just the storytelling and the comedy, it is, you know, I, I come from a background in animation, you know, graphic arts, and, and it's just beautiful to watch. You're going to see that it, it's probably one of the most brightest and, and most wonderfully designed shows you're going to see. It, 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 it's, the, it's the amazing kind of advancement of CGI animation technology and I feel like Skylanders is like right on the edge of the latest stuff and it just it just pops. It it really looks beautiful. So check Skylanders out or I will take you to Olive Garden <laughs> and stuff an all you can eat breadstick in your face sideways. All, all of it. Yeah. All right, Harlan. Thank, Thank you so Thank much, you. Harlan. Awesome. Once again, that was Harlan Williams, who plays Hugo on the new Netflix series, Skylanders Academy. Now I want to share the interview I did with the showrunner and executive producer of this series, Eric Rogers. He talks about how a ridiculous Los Angeles traffic day almost cost him the chance to work on this show. And he shares the creative vision he had behind it. I'm curious to see what you guys think. Here's my interview with Eric Rogers. I wanted to talk with you, first of all, about um, your partnership with Activation Blizzard mm -hmm. and this show. This is their, their first foray into this type of show with their um, intellectual property. Mm -hmm. uh, how did your meeting come about? Was this an idea you went to them with, or did they approach you? They actually, um, they, I, I got lucky here. They, they, were, they were looking for a writer for this um, property. And um, I will give a shout out to my my agent at Gersh for um, for this this lucky break that I got because um, they called uh, Gersh looking for another writer and my agent said um, no no I got the guy for you and oh, that's wow. how I got my meeting with them and then I met with uh, I met with them and um, it went really well and they said well why don't you come back and tell us what your vision for the show would be and. Um, funny story, I, the second meeting, um, I went to the wrong location and I ended up being 40 minutes late for the meeting and I thought, uh, nope, I, 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 I messed it up. I'm not getting this job. There's no way oh, they're no. going to give the job to a guy who shows up 40 minutes late. But, you know, I arrived I, and I think because I was late, I just jumped right in. I wasn't intimidated. I was, I already thought I'd lost the job. So I was just like, well, you guys, here's what I think the show is. And I had all the characters from the game and I pulled them out of my bag and I put them on the table. And I said, this is what I think Spyro is. And this is who I think Eruptor is and went down the line. And they, they, they sparked to what I thought the show should be and um, we took it from there so um, I feel like in LA though everybody's late 
all the time. So yeah. maybe. <laughs> you know what? It's, so maybe they were like, well, it's just L.A. Yeah, you know, hopefully that was it. it, it but it worked out. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And what was it about this game that sort of um, sparked your creativity? Because it's so interesting to see a video game going from an actual animated series. I don't think yeah. we've ever seen that before. Um, here's what I loved about it right off the bat. Um, you know, Toys for Bob and Activision had created these amazing characters and amazing worlds um, that um, there was a lot of room to play with. Um, you know, in the games, the characters, they have their catchphrases and they have their powers, but personality-wise, um, it's pretty limited. You know, you really don't know um, who Spyro is outside of what he does in gameplay. In the game. Yeah. So what so was, it was like a blank slate for you? A almost. little bit. A yeah. little bit. You know, Chaos and Glumshanks were a little bit more defined. You know, but mm -hmm. but we've had a lot of fun with you know taking what was already there um, in the gameplay and and really filling that out as well. And Chaos's mom, who we we call Cassandra in the show. Um, but that was it. I mean, with, with, with the characters, it was just like, okay, we have a really solid foundation to build off of. And then my mind just ran with it and I said, you know, I think Eruptor is this guy. I think Stealth Elf is this gal. Um, I think Master Eon is this dude, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, that was it. It was just like, I have a lot of room to play here and, and I just did, went for it, you know? Now you've been in animation for quite some time. Mm -hmm. um, and I know you've done other uh, shows as well, but Futurama is the one you probably get asked about the yeah, most. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure thing, yep. Um, and how did your experiences on Futurama sort of play into your, um, carrying out this show? Um, big time. Um, I, you know, basically Futurama for me was um, my comedy writing and animated animation writing school. Um, you know, those guys all came from The Simpsons. They were there in the mid-90s when The Simpsons was in its heyday and like, you know, uh, clicking on all cylinders, you know. And so when David Cohen and Matt Groening um, uh, created Futurama and I had the great luck of becoming their writer's assistant and then becoming a writer later, I got to learn how to do this job by sitting in a corner and just taking it all in and watching, especially David as our showrunner there, just watching how professional and smart and funny and thoughtful he was about the process. And just as I was learning from him, I, I thought to myself, when I get my own show one day, this is how I'm gonna do it. This, the, uh, the things that he does well, I'm going to apply those things to whatever my series is. And I, I feel like we, we, we've got a really smooth running ship, especially on the writing side, because I applied those things um, to the process. So, um, no, I got to see the first um, couple of episodes good. at that special event. Awesome. And I loved it. Great. I oh, have good, a three good. and a half year old daughter. And Same age as my son. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so few animated shows on the air that are like that. In fact, I don't think I've seen anything like it in awesome. that type of world. Right on. Um, I love that they are. They're not quite superheroes, but they definitely have um, powers yeah. and abilities. Yeah. A little bit of wizardry and magic. So it, it seemed like it pulls from a whole bunch of different areas. Was that intentional? For sure. I mean, you know, my, my pitch for the show was it's, it's Professor X's School for the Gifted from X-Men mixed with some Harry Potter. Um, 
but but done yeah yeah, but done with the the, a futurama and simpsons comic sensibility so you know i think trying to marry those things was um you know the challenge and also the fun of it um and yeah the i mean i think you got it The, the characters they're not quite superheroes yet they can be and that's the goal for them and that's you know they're they're aspiring to that but they got a long road ahead of them and that's the fun of telling the story not only episode to episode, but overall season to season, you know, watching these characters become these, um, you know, to grow up and become superheroes, yeah. And you said you are father to a three and a half year old? Oh yeah, he's actually, I'm, I'm, he's almost four now. He's gonna be four next month. I was wrong about his oh, age, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's very similar to your daughter, yeah. And has he seen the show? He did, he was at the screening. He was at that, uh, the, the London screening. Is that the one that you got yeah, to go yeah. to? Yeah, yeah. I was the, like, wait, we went to London? No, I no. <laughs> I didn't get invited to that. No, no, no. no. The, the, yeah, I was there too, and I brought him, and it was so much fun. He, oh, that's so you cool. know, he uh, sits and watches. Uh, he'll sit on my lap when I'm watching animation at home to do notes. You know, and um, he's always just so enraptured by it. And to have him watch the finished product for the pilot um, was just so much fun because he just he was locked in. So I was like, all right, we're doing something right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Think, yeah. Um, and do you think that um, animation can be for, well, obviously, I think a, a lot of the shows we proved lately, the animation can be for adults and it's not just for kids. Yeah. Because I know one thing that I liked about your show is that I enjoyed it. It wasn't like a kid show. It wasn't like I was watching something kind of talking down to me. Yeah. Like as an adult, I could appreciate the humor Great. too. Was that something you had planned as well? Yeah, it was intentional. Having the parents in mind yeah. to have to sit through the uh, show. The whole, the whole production team, like from, the, from day one, we knew we wanted to make the kids happy and and really appeal to them but also make sure that mom and dad and their and their older brothers and sisters or their babysitters or whoever could watch the show with them and and really get a kick out of what we were doing and get some of the jokes that the, the little kids might not get um and really try to be hip with it at times not too hip to be alienating but um you know just to throw a little bit of that edge in there so it did it, it did stand apart a little bit and that everybody could enjoy the show yeah i felt that sort of futurama element in there a little bit i Pretty also loved the burping guy oh bad breath <laughs> bad go. breath right, yeah, yeah like, awesome also love the the stinky breath very, so maybe good. that speaks more to my level <laughs> yeah i i always love my a good burp joke so right. it's all good yeah well thank you very much for talking to me and congratulations on uh season two pickup already that's thank fantastic you. yeah it should be fun I want to say thank you to Ashley Tisdale, Harlan Williams, and Eric Rogers for taking the time to talk with me about your new show, Skylanders Academy. It will be available on Netflix on October 28th. You can see my full review and write-up about the show on Motherhood in Hollywood. And if you'd like to keep in touch with me, you're welcome to follow my blog or also subscribe to my podcast at Motherhood in Hollywood. All you have to do is go to iTunes, search Motherhood in Hollywood and click subscribe. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV.